wrestling fans, it's Quint Charisma. Hey, that's Main to Dime with Mark Gordy. And this is Call It In The Ring. What's going on, Mark? Oh, same old, same old, man. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. You know, yeah, we'll, my fault. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's, um, it's, um, there ain't no set schedule or nothing. We just go with the uh, We just call it in the ring when it's when we're in the ring. <laughs> you know? Oh, man, yeah. You been doing all right, man? Man, I've been just hanging in there, man. I don't know, man. I woke up this morning and, oh, my body is just. Today's been a. a I don't know, man. This, my body's been so stiff today. I thought it was, I figured it was going to rain today because my body was so stiff, but it never did. But today, I don't know. I just woke up more, more yeah. stiff than normal for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did rain down here. We're a little further south than yeah. our south, you know, yeah. here in Nashville. But uh, we, we had a little rain. and uh, yeah, We were supposed but, to got yeah. some, but it, it, we never got it. So I think it's just, in the, I guess, just the moisture in the air. I guess my bones just was feeling it. <laughs> Our bones, man. We talk. We talk like we're a couple of old. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well I turned. Let's see. I think I do. I turned fifty this year. Let's see. Uh, I was born in '71. So no, that made me forty-nine this year. So yeah, that's me too. Uh, I turned forty-nine this year. Hopefully, I'll turn uh, forty-nine if the good Lord's willing. He'll let me. Hey. hey. Ain't that the truth, man? Mm -hmm. I had to go get some. Uh, I had to go get some tests done last week, and uh, it wasn't really the, the the answers I was wanting. Mm -hmm. But you know, my uh, A one C level was outrageous. It's seven point five, and they they uh, said anything under they they wanted anything under seven. Yeah. And uh, last time I had a check, it was six point four. That's it's and not it's, at all, man. Yeah, and it's 7.5 now, so they upped my, uh, uh, I don't give myself insulin shots or anything. They got me on uh, metformin. Yeah. And uh, I was taking 500 milligrams two times a day. Now I'm up to 1,000 milligrams two times a day, and I got to go back three months for it retest me but yeah. man I've been ever since I found out man I was like man you know I don't want to get it get to that point where I have to give myself shots yeah. or anything so I've been on a strenuous diet for the, the last eight days yeah. and uh, I'm hoping that'll work I can't do no exercising but yeah, I'm hoping at least you know eating right will help it so yeah. Yeah, I, I got to go. Hopefully, I'm supposed to go back sometime in June, my six months. Um, but I'm just, um, um, I know mine's going to be out of whack, man, because I haven't been doing. So I've been just, been everything, since everything's so jacked up, I haven't going, I didn't do, uh, didn't do Western Baseball this year. I didn't do Little League. So I know, I'm sure mine's just all out of whack now. Because mine's been going down every six months, and. I'm sure mine's yeah. way up in the sevens too by now. <laughs> so, but, uh, man. You know, it is but, what it is, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true, man. That's I true. Know, so if it ain't one thing, it's gonna be something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Hey, did you watch that, uh, any of that pay-per-view last night? Oh, uh, what's that? That AEW, did you watch any, any of that stuff? Oh, uh, no, man. I, you know, I probably ain't even watched one full show from them, yeah. man. I mean, clips oh, okay. every now and then, uh, that, that's about it, you know. And, oh, you know, I take that back. I think I've watched, uh, I watched a couple of, uh, where they show the finishes on yeah. Reddit. Yeah, I was wondering if you. Uh, yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant to say. If you've watched it, I know you watched it on that stuff. I know if you. That's what I meant. Like, I can't remember the name of what, what it was you watched it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just saw the finishes for like the, the top matches, mm-hmm. and um, man, they built Archer up to just do the job, didn't they? He's he's not that good. He is not improved. I, I, he is. He is not that good. He's sloppy. He's really Dude, sloppy. I, I haven't really watched none of his work. I just know they've been building, building up, building him up to be this monster, you know. And, yeah. But, but yeah, he. Um, I, I mean, he was. He, I thought he was horrible, you know, in um, when he was in TNA for those years and. I think I think he went to New York. I think for a little stint, and they didn't know him. And then he, he's been in Japan forever. But he, I just don't I don't see it. He well, he just seems really sloppy to me. So, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I did, well, so I I know they weren't gonna I know they was gonna put Cody over. I mean, so I guess they he had to do the job. <laughs> Was there any afterbirth yeah. or anything afterwards to keep it going, or was there they ended it? Uh, what I saw. Uh, no, hold on. You know, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe they just showed the, the finish and not uh, if there was any afterbirth, but I don't know. Uh, My thing is, though. they had Brody. Go ahead, bro. My thing is. Surely it has something to keep it going because you you built it up for you built all that up and just have one match and put Cody over. Yeah, and yeah. End it. I, mean, I mean, at least you know if they're gonna you know do something to keep it going because I don't know. Well, how was what was the actual finish? Uh, his finish. They they did uh, uh Jake. Jake went back to the back to get a snake in the back. So he started down the ramp, and Mike Tyson got up and was like, you know, got in between uh, him and the ring, uh, Jake and the ring. And so Jake started backing up, and that distracted Lance. And when Lance turned around, uh, Cody did the crossroads uh, finisher on him. Like, I think maybe twice he did it, and and pinned him like that. Hmm. And I read, I was reading somewhere today, Tyson's supposed to be on their TV show this week, so I don't know if they're doing something with him or what. Hmm. I know Mike Tyson's supposed to be making a comeback, supposed to like be fighting Holyfield. Yeah, that's what uh, I've been seeing, yeah. This summer man, sometime, have, right? you, have you seen uh, his workout videos, Tyson? Yes. <laughs> Dude, man, how is Holyfield? I'd be like, no thanks. <laughs> I know, man. Tyson's looking good, man. I'm like, shoot. I know, dude. Ain't, I, no, ain't, 
ain't no way I'd get in there with him. He's already half crazy, you know, but when he's in, you know, he looks insane. He looks about as quick as he did when he was, you know, know. 12, 20, 30 years younger, man. I know. It's like, holy crap. What the? Yeah, I've seen him. I was like, yeah, there's no way if I was holy shit. I'd be like, no. so dominant that was like a, a seven eight year period he was just so dominant it was oh yeah i mean you could man you could tell man when I, I like to watch when they came out when when they come out to the ring tyson man was just it, it was almost like he, he had this look of i'm not worried you know yeah. I, i'm gonna knock this Got to, it was that Don his whole everything around yeah. his, around his you know his whole everything just was messed him up so bad you know and uh-huh. he was never the same you know it just he just had too much too much people in his life it was was out for themselves and not to better him and it just took him down yeah you know? uh-huh. you know? but yeah definitely. Uh... I'd, I'd love to see this whenever it happens. I don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. But. <laughs> but it makes you wonder, though, man, you know, if he could have got with the right people. You know, he was with the right people when he started out, and if he would have stayed, got, stayed with the right people the whole time and never got got all sidetracked with all the, everything. You know, if he had yeah. been with the right people from the get-go, from day one on, how much different, how much dominant he would have been. You know? It would have been, yeah. you know, it would have been... It'd been amazing because I see he got so messed up in the head by everybody, you know, and it just it you know affected him, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he 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 was definitely he he man he was just he was just mowing people down. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, this. Oh man. Yeah, it was just um, it's crazy. So how, you, how you surviving in this uh, coronavirus world now? Sitting at home, man. That's about it. Yeah. We got so many uh, where I work at. We got so much stuff that everybody has to abide by now, man. It's like all the employees have to wear a face mask now. And uh, I got to make sure every trucker and contractor comes in has one and we got to have them sign off on uh, these sheets that we ask them questions on. Hey, you got this, you got that, and, you know, all this stuff now, man. Oh, it's like, uh, 
but do they uh, they have to get their temperature taken and, and all that too? Well, we ain't got that far yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Far behind, man. I think. I, Dana, she's got to uh, when she goes in every day. They take her temperature. Uh, yeah. Ask her questions. They take her temperature. She they give them face mask and gloves. So. Yeah. yeah. But I thought. <laughs> I mean, I've been telling her she didn't been wearing gloves anyway because, man. Yeah, exactly, man. You don't know because there's a lot of people coming there, man. You don't know what they got, where they been, you know, yeah. and it's just, well, you tell, you know, just you better. Just, you, know, you know, you work in a pharmacy, so, you know, 50% exactly. of people, you know, 50 of people's coming in and just getting the refills on them. So then you got probably 50% sick. So they're coming in handy yeah. you know, their prescription, you know, the paper and everything. And, you know, you're talk, you know, it's just, but I told her she should have been doing that anyway. <laughs> but, you know. But. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my wife works. Uh, they, they, they're making her, uh, <clears throat> all the employees wear face masks there, too. Yeah. So, yeah. but, um, a lot of stuff here is starting to open, though, here in Tennessee. A lot, a lot of stuff. You know? Yeah, that's what I've noticed, yeah. yeah they, uh, Gradually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they uh, they sent out a thing for our Little League up here in Bowling Green. They're still going to try to have it. And they sent out a thing uh, to the parents to ask them what they thought about the regulations that the governor up here is proposed. And it's like... I was like, honestly, he's never played baseball in his life. It was just this, like, one coach can be on the field. Uh, it, it just, uh, no dugouts. I'm like, where in the crap the kids going to, where are they going to, where are they going to stand? I mean, it's just like, this whole, and I'm thinking. No dugouts. Yeah. The man you said in the dugouts. So where in the crap they going to be? And, uh, oh, man. Only one parent can come to a game. Um, it, no food allowed. I mean, just it's the, in a lot of the little leagues. I mean, their concessions what you know gets their yeah. you know the concessions is what put you know big revenue for you know all these little leagues. And stuff. Yeah. So, like, so I'm like, and uh, back back in May uh, before uh, April, it was uh, like the end of April. They they were proposing that they might just. Um, Wait and, and do and do fall ball and se- check and see, you know see in September how it is and just have um, just do fall ball and anybody that ate, yeah. anybody would aged out this year uh, if it was gonna be their last year to play summer if you age out in summer and you can't play in the fall uh, you know they were still gonna let you play in the fall you know to get your last year yeah. of, of uh, coach pitch in uh, but then they that was just one of the things they were talking about but. Um, I just know one thing. I ain't gonna, in the in the coaches have to wear masks, and if they're and they're, and they're saying like end of June starting up could be a date, and I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna be out there end of June, July coaching with a with no mask on. I'll have heat stroke out there. Sure, that man. I mean, see, that's you know, you know, from mid June till. First September, that's my downtime. I mean, it's I don't do nothing because it's too hot. <laughs> I do everything yeah. in the fall or the winter and spring. You know, all my ball, you know, baseball and stuff. And that, you know, I don't. I'm too fat and old for summertime now. But so, but there's no way they can go. I mean, 
they ain't going to be able to play with those rules. So I, I'm just hoping they've, because I know the parents are, are going to say they don't want to do that. So I'm just hoping they go back to uh, just propose, uh, postpone it and just have one big fall uh, fall league, fall ball league. So, but. Yeah. Hey. Um, well, maybe that's what they'll do. Yeah. you see where, uh, uh, you know, you saying they're just opening stuff back up in Tennessee. I seen they were running shows uh, again in Tennessee. Running. Oh, are they? I, uh, yeah. Uh, I haven't heard nothing really. Burt Prentice ran Dixon Friday night, and I think you were in Jackson last night. So I'm uh, wondering, just wondering how he did. So. Well, it shouldn't affect his shows anyway, because. <laughs> He don't draw anyway, does he? I mean, I don't, the, I, the truth, man, I don't know. I have no idea what he draw. I hadn't watched one of his shows in forever, or so, you know. Um, I know he was drawing. Every really, time I've, go ahead. Every time I've seen uh, anything of his shows that he runs in the uh, ain't it the Holman Arena yeah. there in uh, Jackson? Yeah. I keep hearing, well, we had a good crowd here and there in our open moment arena. It's like, okay, the whole cop section. There's not one ass in a seat nowhere up there. And the only asses I see are around ringside. Like, dang, dude. Well, you look at it, I don't I never understood. I mean, well, they drew like 1,400. I think he said 1,400 the first show. Then after that, it just kept going down. My thing, you can't run, was that building hold like 5,000? Like it. I mean, how, you know, you know, you, he's drawing like 150 people. How do you draw 100, run a building that hosts 5,000, and, and even if you draw 200 people, even 300 in a 5,000 seat building, that's going to look, that's bad, you know? Yeah. I mean, like 300 people is a good house, but they're going to be so spread out, there's going to be no, the crowd's just going to be dead because they're so spread out, you know? What money Mark's fitting the bill this time for? Well, I know he's not in that building no more. Oh, he's not using the old arena? No, the uh, the car, the ad I saw had a different building on it, an address. So, um, so I don't know. But um, I can't, he ran somewhere in Dixon Friday. I guess it may have been the Army. I don't know. I don't know where he ran. But uh, I'm, I'm, I bet he had good houses because everybody was... You know, want, you know, hadn't seen wrestling and and hadn't been. Well, yeah, that, that's been, true. What's that? Hello. 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 I got you. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I hear you. I, I ain't no telling. Go ahead, though, man. I just think. I mean, I'm sure he drew good because people are wanting to uh, see wrestling and 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 people and some are just wanting to get out. Oh yeah, that, that's true though, man. You know, people been cooped up for a couple months yeah. now, and yeah, these first few shows of the uh, he might draw pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember uh, back was it ninety six February ninety six. Me and uh, Farron, we ran Gallatin, and the best thing happened to us before the week before it snowed, and uh, big snow, and it was like. Monday, t- it's not so like on a Saturday the week before, and like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It basically that's when everybody the schools open back up and everything. So ran right on that Friday, and 
people were ready to do something, you know, at a packed house, you know. But um, yeah. So people get cooped up, man. They want they don't matter what, even they don't like wrestling, you know. They're gonna if, if they see something, they can just like, hey, we we didn't do anything. There's wrestling. Well, let's go to that. <laughs> yeah. The key is when uh, you crowd when you come back. That's gonna be the key. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a, a shoot interview uh, to recommend, man. Um, you, uh, actually, I don't really care for, you know, the, the Hannibal TV. Uh, uh, I can't listen that, to uh, him, man. He's, he, he, his voice, man. Oh, gosh. It does great on you, great on your nerves. Oh, uh, but yes. in this cute interview, he rarely talks, so that's good. Why? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you remember an uh, independent uh, wrestler named Bill Anderson? Uh, from California? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, does he go into detail of him with the, uh, with, with, uh, Colton Debris? Oh, yeah, at the beginning, yeah. Oh. It's, uh, man, it's, it's great. It's three hours. It might be a little bit over three hours. But the whole three hours, there's no lag time, man. I mean, the whole three hours, I was entertained. And uh, I highly recommend it, man. It's really good. He tells a story. I won't, you know, stooge it off, but he he tells a great story of uh, uh, coming from a show one night with Colt and Mike Boyette. And <laughs> <laughs> you'll just have to hear and listen to it, man. It's great. I can imagine. <laughs> but yeah, he was like, what, like 13 or 14 when he went on the road or something like that? Wasn't he like really young? I believe I believe he said he started out when he was 17. 17. I knew he was really young. <laughs> yeah, and that was like in, uh, I believe he said he started out in 74, but in 73, he actually did a little uh, ringing out for a local group out in, it was Arizona, I yeah. believe, and it, and it now happened, I believe it was also the, the the group that eventually uh, trained them. But, uh, yeah, man, when he came here, he was like, I think, 17, maybe just turned 18. Wow. And, but it, it's, it's great. The whole interview is just, it's one of the best ones I've heard in a long time. Wow. And I've always, uh, you know, heard stories about it, and it's like, you know, and it's like, man, he's got, it's interesting, it's like, Man, he was all over the place, and people didn't really know about him, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. He's, he's got some great stories, and he's, you know, he, of course, uh, you know, he trained uh, Sting and, uh, and uh, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, so. he was out in California. Yeah, he was in that, uh, what was that place called where they did that training? Yeah, something like Vern Langston Slammers or something like that. I forget now. I've seen a picture. Uh, I've seen a picture. It was uh, it was like a, it was like the the class, and it uh, it was like Warrior Sting, a couple of guys I never seen, you know seen before, and, and then uh, Bill Anderson now. So yeah, and so it's really really interesting. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, because I've like I said, I've always heard stories through the years and seen stuff. You know. Well, he was all over, you know, he was all over the place, you know, in the 70s, and, you know, nobody even really 
Well, not been nothing, you know, really, that unless you're just a diehard, you know, you know about him. But, yeah, I'm more definitely going to check that out. Yeah. Uh, does he talk about um, him going to uh, Japan, working with Sheik and them in the oh, early yeah. 90s? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I yeah. want to see some of the story. Yeah, I was, I was hoping he'd talk about that. Yeah. He covers everything. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to so, check it out, man. Yeah, I, I've always thought that him to be an interesting guy of all the places he worked at such a young age, you know. Yeah, uh -huh. that's, that's cool. His, uh, his Facebook page is really interesting, too. He, uh, he must have, he, he, he's took pictures with everybody who's ever, uh, uh worked with. Yeah. It's really interesting, yeah. you know. But, yeah, I'll check out his Facebook. I need to check his Facebook out too. I've just seen stuff he's posted, you know, and you know, like other you know pages and stuff. But uh, hey, if, have you seen that uh, page that Herbie Weingroff started? Uh, I don't think. Oh, what man, is it? It's a, a Saul Weingroff tribute page. No, I haven't. Oh, I haven't checked that out, dude. Yet. You got to get on there, man. It's, it's awesome. on Facebook. Yeah, he just started about. Couple weeks ago, um, he posts uh, people post uh, pictures and stuff. It's really good, man. I'll check that out tonight. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think it was it might, it might, two or three weeks ago he started it, and uh, yeah, he's posting some stuff, and then people's posting. Yeah, you know, it, it's really good, man. It's um, well, that's cool. I think it's tribute page, something like that, but. Uh, yeah, it's really. I forget you heard about it, but it's really, really good. There's people post on there, you know. But, yeah. But, have you been watching. What else? You been watching anything on YouTube? Anything good? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> I don't think it's good. Man, I was just last night, so the last couple nights. Uh, the WWA, uh, Dick the Bruiser, so. Promotion, man. What time uh, that stuff, 70s. Okay. And, uh, man, it was horrible. Really? <laughs> I mean, was it, it was, the, yeah. uh, was it the studio or was it like the um, Indianapolis and house show? Yeah, they were, yeah, it looked like it was an arena, man. Okay. Uh, what I saw, it looked like the, uh, the floor was pretty packed. The, the couple of shows I watched, one of them, the floor looked like, eh. Uh, the second show, it was a little more fuller down there in the floor. Yeah. But, like, when they, the, the camera would, would uh, get some shots of up in the arena, I mean, not focusing up there, but you could see off, you know, and they're up in the, uh, the cheap, uh, cheap seats would be and there ain't nobody up there yeah. but uh, uh, the second show I saw I didn't I couldn't really tell about the the, the crowd on it as far as yeah. how many was in the arena itself but man the matches oh my god really? horrible who what was who was in them what was wrong with them? <laughs> oh man um, there's this one match it was um, Mark Manson. Angelo Poffo came out with this guy named Mark Manson. And uh hippie-looking dude, you know. I guess mm -hmm. that's why they call him Manson. Because I don't think I've ever heard of him before. No. And 
Mexican guy I've never heard of. The Mexican guy was decent. If he would have been in there with somebody who could work, then it had been all right. But this Manson dude, the bumps he was trying to take, I don't know. You'll just have to... I, hell, I don't even know where to go tell you to watch him at, man. I didn't write it down or anything, but... I'll just, I'll just man, put in my... I'll just put in Mike Manson, wrestler Mike Manson, and I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> man, I mean... Oh, uh, then, uh, let's see. Uh, the first YouTube video I watched... First match had uh, Paul Christie and Dominic Danucci working uh, the Bounty Hunters. Okay. And so the, the, the ring announcer gets up there and he's introducing everybody. And he gets to Dominic. He goes, and Dominic! And he frees him. <laughs> and he you don't know, Dominic. He knows how to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he goes up to Dominic. And he's like, you know, pretty much going, what's your last name there? And you can hear Danucci go, Danucci. <laughs> Danucci! And, oh, I was like, oh, man, you just killed him. Any kind of fucking anything for him, you just killed it. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, they had a... That match, oh my word, it was, it was, I thought, okay, this will be a pretty good match, I guess, but man, they didn't click at nothing, nothing clicked, I don't, it seemed like to them, and man, the Bounty Hunters wasn't very good, were they? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, just, I can't, I've seen, I know I've seen more than one match with the Bounty Hunters, I know it, but just that night, man, they wouldn't. They wasn't on their game that night, man. <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking the style, bounty hunters are just punch, kick, you know, southern punch, kick, cheap heat, you know, choke. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, Jimmy Kent with them? Yeah, they were calling them cash box Kent. Huh. It's just a style uh, clash, I guess, you know. I, I guess, man. But uh, Christy, Christy was trying, you know, yeah. and. Tell me, uh, sometimes I, I, I've seen some stuff, you know, you, you see guys, you think, oh, you know, they've worked everywhere, and they, they work each other, it's like, for some reason, nothing clicks, you know, it, it, I tell you, if you ever go back and watch some of the WCW uh, matches, uh, 96, 97, 98 of, of Eddie Guerrero and Ric Flair, man, they were train wrecks. Especially yeah, the, especially yeah. the one at uh, what was it at ninety six or ninety seven Hog Wild or Road Wild, whatever they called it. That match, man. Uh, man yeah, Ro oh, it was yeah. it was a cluster, dude. Yeah, they couldn't click either. Now I think back but on it, it, it it's man. weird though. You think, especially with Guerrero and Flair, to get it just. Sometimes they just you just don't you know. I, I don't know. I almost you know, I hear a lot of people say Flair's overrated, man. No. You know I used to, I always thought you know he was the best, all this and that. But I hear a lot of workers 
they, they say the flair's overrated. You know, I want to do the same match all the time, same stuff in every match. And, well, hell, everybody's like that. Bret Hart was like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, he did the same stuff, and everybody's, you know, Bret I Hart. got over Bret back in the day. And You know, my <laughs> thing is, though, he didn't have the same match because you can't, he didn't have the same match with, what you think about it, he didn't have the same match with Barry Wyndham, and then turn around and have the same match with Bruiser Brody. Cause then they go like uh, no. then they go like sixty minutes. Was it like eighty two yeah. at uh, St. Louis yeah. at the uh, at the was it the uh, Keel? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, that's on uh, YouTube. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I might have the wrong year. It was like early eighties. Sometime it was running there. Sometime eighty two, eighty three, running there. Yeah. Before Mushnick retired, so it had to be before. Uh, so it had to be about eighty two, probably. So, but yeah, I mean. He did, yeah, he did a lot of the same stuff, but, I mean, you're going to do a lot of the same stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. So. But my thing is, I, uh, I, my whole thing goes back to, is there a difference between a, re, a, res, uh, a great wrestler and a great worker? To me, they're still two different, that's two different things. Shave their head for that man. I, I heard that. Well, yeah, he, I, I totally agree with you. I 100% agree with you. He should have got shaved completely bald that night. Yeah. yeah. His ego that, got in the way. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. Yep. As many people did the favor. I mean, yeah, they got paid. Yeah, but they did it. Exactly. And even their wives. And Bill Dundee's wives. I mean, they got paid big time, but still. That, yeah, I they mean, don't even have their first house. Yeah. Know, just back, that's right here. But <laughs> just to, to get, you know, dude, I'm just sorry. It just, if he would have went there and got his, you know, head shaved, I'd have been fine with it, but no. Well, that yeah, was I just agree. A, I totally agree with you, man. That would just... And after that, hair matches didn't really matter in Memphis anymore, it seemed like, because they didn't, you know, I don't, did he even put his hair on the line anymore after that? <laughs> well, you know, Memphis was always... They always never did stand by their stipulation. Oh, You know, somebody would lose a leave town, and they'd be back to... Or, you know, they'd have... The following week, they'd have a gimmick match where, well, if their partner wins, they could come back or yeah. some crap like that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But I just... I don't know. It just... And another thing... It makes it... Another thing he did. The whole gimmick where he broke Jimmy Hart's jaw. Yeah, I 
agree with you. I mean, he only heart. I mean, come on. What you, you got pissed off because the heart said, you know, what do you do when a heart uh, horse breaks his leg? Just shoot him. Come on. Lawler should have been like, okay, that's kind of funny. That's, that's good. good. He's that's yeah, exactly. exactly. What's he say? Oh, I'm down the dumps because Lawler broke his leg. I, you know, what am I going to do now? No. <laughs> oh, man. I, you're, you're, you're coming up with good good uh, defenses for your hateness <laughs> with Lawler. Because <laughs> they were there, you know, I agree with you, man. Uh, I mean, why? And then he break jaw, Paul, uh, hey, Hyman too, Hyman. Paul Hyman, uh, yeah. He, well, but, you know, I kind of, from what I heard, the reason why on that one, I have no, I, I, I'm, I have nothing against him for. Because they said that Paulie said he would go up on the scaffold, and the night of the match, he was got Tom. He was scared of heights. He wasn't going on the scaffold. Oh, yeah, okay, I heard about that, yeah. So, my thing uh, is, it, you know, he should have told them day one, I'm scared of heights, I'm not going up there, I'm not doing it. But they said that he yeah. he said he was fine with he'd do it, and then the night, the night of the show, he backs out. So, I can see that. You know, but if he would have told him from day one, no, I, you know, no, I wouldn't, I'd be, no, don't break his jaw. But when you go along with it that much and build it up and all that, and then... You back out right before it happens. Yeah. That yeah, that's because that's money right there. You know, you're you're messing. With, you know. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I kind of see that. Yeah. But, you know, I also heard man. You know, the, the hair match with, with Waller and Idol in the cage. I heard Idol uh, stood Jared up for more money that night. I'm sure he did. Uh, I forget. I, I think that came straight from Idol saying that, or man, where did I hear that from? But uh, yeah, man, he, he told him he needed he needed more money. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I he mean, took a look at the crowd and said, "Hey, there's a good crowd here," uh, well, or whatever. Wasn't he known for doing that at times? Yeah, Idol was, you know, the time, time he took Fred Ward's uh, gimmick check, you know, yeah. for the battle royal he won and cashed that. Yeah. But, yeah, I've heard that about, about Idol. Well, I've heard, he, yeah, I've heard, you know, he heard stories of yeah, him holding people up for money and stuff. Yeah. I can see it, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, I don't care for Jerry Jarrett either, man. I just don't care for him. You know, you know. Earlier tonight, I was listening. I hadn't listened to a, a Randy Hales podcast in a while because I hate to hear him talk. Yeah, he's hard it's to listen like, to. It's like get that dizzy out of your mouth, okay, and then then try to talk. But uh, man, he was talking about. Uh, um, I don't know if he's got heat with Jarrett now or what, because he was. Uh, the way he was talking, uh, he don't really care for him. Yeah. Uh, something about Jarrett tried to get, or was, got rid of him back in 88, or some, something happened. And, and he was talking about 
money, this and that. And anyway, you have to listen to it, but the way it sounded, he got a love loss, a love for you know, Jared. I'm sure I probably don't. Yeah, because remember he left and went to Continental. Around that time Ray period. Hill, yeah, around that time period. He wasn't there. He just stayed long in Continental. Yeah. yeah. I remember when he left and I was like, well, I was shocked. I was like, they left and he went to Continental for a little bit. <clears throat> but then he came back. But, yeah, he, um, yeah, I, I think what, I don't know. He, um, he worked in the office all those years and then it seemed like he, you know, he just got into the drug scene with everybody, and, and then, you know, but, uh, Yeah, he mentions that on the podcast I listened to tonight. Yeah, because he was, A little um, bit. because yeah, he was, like, basically, you know, running the promotion, because Eddie Marlin, you know, he was up in there in age there, and, you know, early... Early nineties to mid nineties, you know, before Jarrett sold it, and Jarrett wasn't coming around. He wasn't doing the towns or nothing. So I mean, hell, pretty much run, you know. Then it's just like you know what, you know. Wonder what you know what would I, if he wouldn't have been so got messed up on the drugs and everything. If it that product, even though it was going downhill, could have been a lot better, probably. You know. Yeah. So. Wonder, you know? Because Jarrett didn't care. I mean, Jarrett, I mean, even in the eight, late 80s, Jarrett, you could tell some of his stuff. He he, he was, you could tell, he, he he was really on the, you know, you could tell his, the product was lacking and stuff. That, but, I don't know. He'd he already got his millions by that time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. The, yeah, the big house on the, over there. On the hills. Yeah. Yeah. That came up for sale here recently. Yeah, man. did you uh, see that place? Yeah, uh-huh. You wonder why all those guys getting them forty dollar fifty fifty dollar payoffs hating. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I would too. <laughs> did you hear that story yeah. Dutch Mantel told that he got fired uh in the early nineties about uh when uh, Jarrett was gonna go work, uh, Jerry Jarrett was gonna go work for up in New York in the office, and said, "Yeah, uh, they might, uh, y'all boys, yeah, uh, somebody might, you know, might be able to go up there and make sure you ain't on anything." And they said, Dutch looked at him and said, "Own anything, Jerry? They ain't even own food. Why you pay?" And they and they fired him. And he, he fired him for saying that. Yeah, he's like, yes, that's what they said. That he, fired, he ended up firing him for. It's like um, he got fired. Like the next week he was gone. It's like yeah, somebody was like uh, he said, I don't, "How can I be on anything? They can't. Even, they ain't even on food. Why you? Why you're paying or something like that?" I've I've heard that, but I didn't know uh, that he uh, that he fired. Yeah, that's what I heard. That. I, they said he said he got fired for it. Because, oh, yeah, man, you think, I mean, I know Memphis, you know, in 89, toward the end of 89 and 90, 
I look at results now. I mean, because we didn't really know what Memphis was drawing, but we knew what Nashville was drawing. Nashville was outdrawing Memphis. Yeah, Nashville always stayed pretty good. I mean, it was consistent. It's, I mean, even like... up until the early, you know, all the way up until, you know, even in nine, you know, they, if they were drawing in, I mean, they went down a little bit in 93-94, and then when Jarrett come back, it popped their houses back up. But it still didn't, Memphis was, you know, was doing like 500, 600 people. And Nashville was doing way more than that, you know? Every now and then Memphis yeah. would draw, they'd do 1,000 or 1,200, but, you know, they were having some 500, 600 houses, I mean, in that big old building. But from what I heard that Nashville was consistent, Evansville was down a little bit. Louisville, I heard that Louisville and Nashville did better from like 89 to 92 than Memphis did, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly when. I know uh, the management changed uh, hands there at the Coliseum, and uh, supposed to be some lady came in there, and she, I don't. I guess she had a hard on against wrestling. Man. Yeah, she upped the rent and stuff. Yeah, because they moved over to the Pipkin Building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but the crowds look better um, at the Pipkin Building because it was so much smaller. Yeah. Those crowds, man. You thinking about they were drawing a thousand, fifteen hundred people in a ten thousand built seat building, man, that's just Wow, you know? Dude, I was uh was in the po in the podcast with JP and and I saw about when Dundee got his uh, foot hung on the chair this on this past week we watched and I said it reminded me of the time that uh Buddy Roberts fell off the steps at the Sportatorium. Did you ever see that? I don't know, man. man. <laughs> he fell. He took a bump off. Oh my gosh! And I looked for it today. I couldn't find it. I, it, I, I've seen it somewhere on YouTube because that's where I've seen it. I'm pretty sure. And I've seen it like in the last six months because that's why I was so fresh in my mind because I actually seen it. Um, actually, I know where I saw that. It. It's on those DVDs I did for Scott Till. Uh, one of his. Uh, that's where I because that's like it's like I remember six last six months. So that's where I seen that. It was on one of his uh, DVDs. I was working on with him for uh, working on it for him. Uh, but yeah, Buddy Roberts. I want to say it was at the end of the match. You know that ring set up high, and they had them old big old wooden steps, and they were narrow. They were really narrow. And he took like one step on the, the top step, and he went to go to the second step to go down. And man, they just kicked out from under him, man. And he fell and laid on top of him, and he fell on the floor. And you know, man, that had to hurt. He got up and kicked it. You know, he wasn't selling. You know, he was hurt, but he wasn't selling. He was hurt. He got up, kicked the step. You know, yeah. I was like, that had to hurt. But man, it didn't. And them jokers just kicked out from under him, man. And the people started laughing their butts off. You know. <laughs> Yeah. You ever do anything like that in the ring? You, you can remember anything? Any mishaps like that or anything? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, actually, it wasn't. A, it was a a spot that wasn't. It was supposed to look like a mishap, but it actually turned into one. Uh, we was in Lewisburg, Tennessee, in '96. We had a two ring um, gimmick. Um, and I rolled out, and I felt like I was stuck in between them. And dude, yeah. I actually got stuck. I couldn't get out. 
Yeah. And then I remember another time. Uh, this this this, hap- this was a totally. I, I wasn't trying to do this. But that one I was. You know, I tried to roll. You know, do the thing. And then when I went to get up, I was like, "Oh, piss! I'm actually hung, hung, stuck in there." You know, because it, it like they had them too far apart. What it was, and um, so I went all the way. You know, I got way down in there. But uh, I was in. It was in Smyrna, two thousand one ish. Yeah, two thousand one. It was me and Larry Valentine. Yeah, Smyrna, Tennessee, two thousand one. Uh, that armory. It was me and Larry Valentine working. I want to say sudden impact. Uh, yeah, sudden impact. Um, and the boards, man, were kept shooting. They, I don't know. They, they, something was wrong with the ring. The boards kept sliding out. And. Um, Man, we were going, fishing, going to the hot tag, and um, I can't. How did we? I don't remember what we did. I think we went to, to a double down, and when I hit, the board kicked out, and I fell in between the board, the two boards, and the canvas was holding me up. I couldn't get man. I was stuck, dude. The whole board just kicked all the way because it was plywood boards, and it kicked, it slid all the way, and I was like. In between them, and the canvas and the, and the little bit of padding uh, was holding me, and I was I couldn't get up, man. And that, he was going for the hot tag. He made the hot tag, and I'm I was like, and man, we built up, built up, built up for the hot tag, and man, that was like got like a fart in church, man. Oh man, I'll tell you what, we uh talk talking about horrible rings that uh. When Brian bought it from Stephen Randall, when Brian Cheatham bought it from Stephen, uh, Steve Brighton Randall Fanning, um, if people don't listen, they, they ran McMinnville. They they bought it from Troy and his dad. They bought it. Yeah. Then they ran it up until 2000, actually until 99. Brian Cheatham bought it first, uh, 2000, uh, first show, his show in McMinnville, Tennessee was 2000. Uh, yeah. They no, they kept uh, Bud's ring. Um, okay. Because yeah, they were still right. running Petersburg, Tennessee. They kept Bud's ring, and they sold him that old Goulas ring that was just all to pieces. Oh, yeah. all right, okay. Because I was working that a show. I want to say it was me and somebody. Was working the Saint and maybe Insane Shane, and I and I went to step and there was no board, and I just I about broke my falls. Oh my god, I'm gonna break my ankle! And it was like oh. a, it was like a bland mind in there that one night. Oh. It was just it was all it was horrible. It might have been the same night. It Tracy might have been. Working I just thought. I remember something like it. I, uh, uh, 
No, their yeah, man, I mean, that ring Bud built, man, that thing was good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, heavy. Gosh, that thing was heavy. But uh, you know, it would just snap together because we all we had to put it together. You know, yeah, but it was heavy. Man, it was. Tell you something that was that was that steel though was that was heavy steel. They it was, but yeah, oh, it, yeah it, it, it went together easy. But man, Almighty, it was it was heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Troy's grandpa uh, built that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. That but, was uh, man, he, yeah. You tell he used good good material, man. It, it wasn't that ring. I don't know where it is today, but if it was if it's been taken care of. The frame's still, I'm sure it's still good. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is, it too. It solid, man. man. It, it, that was a, that, the frame was no joke on that ring. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that ring, that other ring that Brian had, that was, yeah, that was the, so they had two rings, and, um, but yeah, they, cause they kept, they ran Petersburg, um, uh, Stephen Randall for like another three or four months, I think, in, into 2000, I think, and, uh. They had that ring. Uh, they kept the good one. So Brian, the horrible one. And oh, yeah, it was bad. Another thing happened actually in McMinnville too. That same time period, me and Insane Shane was uh, did the announcing because the announcer, the girl was doing the announcing, left. And me and Shane went up and the stage fell at Jake's. We were sitting, like we were sitting there and all of a sudden, the whole state, we just dropped like four feet. Bam! I'm like, I was like, what the crap just happened? The whole state just dropped. Like, like, I was like, man, yeah, we're just sitting there and all of a sudden, it just, boom, we just went down four feet. I looked at Shane and I was like, you okay? And he's like, yeah, you okay? I said, yeah. And then we just started busting laughing. We couldn't stop laughing. Oh, no, I can just see it now. I'm just glad it was oh, at the. I'm just glad it was man. at the new building instead of the old original Jake's building. That that thing, that place was so raggedy. Football would have died in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord, yeah, I'm sure. There's, I'm trying to think. There's other stuff that's happened through the years that you know fell down, tripped over. Oh, I tell you one that was. Uh, it seems like a lot of stuff happened in McMinnville. You remember that show, that last show they had for Jake up there at that that weird-looking little building somewhere? I don't even know where it was in town. That benefit no, show the, they the did. the first Jake building. No, uh, no, no. It was auction house. No, no. It was, one, it was a benefit show for Jake. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember the building. Yeah, uh, it, was, I don't know, it was somewhere. In, I don't remember it was in town, but it was at... That one guy, that Wayne McWhorter guy was running it. I remember, because <laughs> me and Shane worked you, me and Insane worked you and Troy. And me and Shane was coming yeah. out, and he was in front of me. And when we got right there to the crowd, I slipped on something. And I went, and man, if Shane, if Shane would have been in front of me, I would have wiped out. Luckily, he was in front of me, and I grabbed his shoulders. He was like, what are you doing? I said, I just about fell, dude. <laughs> yeah, if, if I would have been in front, I would have went down, dude. I slipped on something. Just, oh. Yeah, but one of the funniest I think was uh, one night I was in um, uh, where was it? Uh, Petersburg, Tennessee. And you remember Chris Danger? Yeah. Okay. 
he was managing me. This uh, this was for Randall and Steve. They were they're still running it. This was I want to say ninety nine ish. Um, this was his first night there, and remember uh, at Petersburg that old school had this you know the stage you had to, uh, dress rooms oh, yeah. on either side of the stage. You had to come down the old steps on each side of the stage. So yeah. he's in front of me. We're going down. He takes on the first step. He feet up out from under him. He slides on his butt down them steps. <laughs> and dude, I just lose it. I, I can't stop laughing. It, it was like what? I mean, it was his first night, and it was just like, oh man. Oh no, it was first night. It was his first night there. Yeah, first time I ever worked there, and um. Yeah. Oh, enough. I remember one night in, this was like in 96 when, um, uh, was it 96 or 97? No, actually it was 96. Uh, Willie Paul was running Columbia, Tennessee. He had like a little, he was running Columbia, Tennessee, Petersburg, Tennessee, and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Every Saturday night there was going, so we was in Petersburg and it was in the summertime, and the floor would sweat real bad in the in the dressing rooms. And yeah. I was sitting there, and the Wild Boys was chasing Mephisto and Dante back to the dressing room. And they'd come in that door, and they went to stop, and <laughs> Ben hit that floor, and they slid all the way into the hill dressing room. <laughs> he didn't just see it that platform fell to slid all the way in. Right in the and I was sitting there, oh, I, was, I was sitting there, my child looking like, I'm just like, what the crap? <laughs> and he just come back from those, uh, remember when he got ran over by that truck, that semi, remember he had both knees were jacked up? He had just come back probably maybe a, he hadn't been back maybe a year yet. And I, all I could think was, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, he done blew his knees out again, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, we got like two minutes left. Do you want to uh, do another Another part two, or do you want to wrap it up? What do you want to do? Yeah, we'll probably wrap it up, man. Okay. All right, that's cool. We'll save something next time. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I got, you got my mind, uh, um, uh, going now, because <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, because I, you know, I have all stuff that, I'm sure I've probably, I, I'm going to think about tonight of all the times I've actually fallen down and so I'm sure it's happened to good gosh in 18 years I'm oh, sure yeah. it's had to happen more than I got to jog my memory a little bit you know and uh, but uh alright well we got a, about a minute so we're going to wrap this up um uh we're getting a t-shirt we'll have a, uh the the uh uh Territorial Wrestling Review's got a t-shirt the uh, Call of the Rings going to get a T-shirt. We don't know what it's going to be. I'm just kicking it around right now, but we will have a shirt out there too. So, um, I'll get this up probably later later on tonight. Uh, just look forward at the uh, No Budget Podcast Center. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll get an episode out whenever we don't know. It's life. We call it in the ring and, and life too. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, for Mark Gordy and Quint Charisma, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening. God bless.